yes and amen. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Lord, right now. I just invite you, Holy Spirit, this morning just to minister to each one of us in the way that only you can, just to speak to our hearts, just to show us what's on the Father's heart. Speak to us what the Father's saying. Encourage us, Lord. Build us up, Lord, by your word, by your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you're watching over your word to perform it today. You've already done that, Lord. Everything, all the promises you gave me, Lord, you're watching over it to perform it today. You're making it good, and I thank you for that. And I thank you. You're watching over every single word and every single promise, Lord, that you've spoken to your people. And he says yes and amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't stop saying that. God's so good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Promises, promises. Let's start in the Second Corinthians one twenty. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him, an amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. All God's promises, if he spoke it by his word, if he spoke it by his spirit, you can stand on it. He says yes, amen, Amen says, so be it, and you should be saying, I believe it, and that settles it. It doesn't matter what storms may come, what suggestions or doubts or fears may try to be suggested to you, God's promises are yes and amen. If he spoke it, he will make it good. Amen? It's not our job to make him work things out for our good. It's our job to believe him, hold fast to his word, and he will make it good. Amen. How many of you believe that God's faithful? Faithful. He's so faithful. How many of you believe that God's not a liar? We can all agree. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God can deliver what he said he would deliver? Amen. Um, How many of you believe that God, with God, all things are possible? Even in the midst of a storm, he can make it happen. Amen? Hallelujah. And sometimes I think he likes there to be a storm so he can show off a little bit more and say, nobody could have done this but me. All right? Not that he causes it, but, you know, sometimes we just got to keep hanging on to that promise. And how many of you believe that nothing's too big for our God? Yeah, nothing's too big for our God. He is able and he'll deliver. He'll deliver his promises. Hebrews 10, 23. So let us hold fast. Let us hold tightly. I like, I've taught this a little bit before. I think of God's promises or let's say a prophetic word. That's a promise, you know, um, by the spirit. Um, If God gives you a prophetic word, it's always going to be in the word anyways. So it has to be founded upon the word. But when God gives you a word, whether it's, the written word, or whether it's by the Spirit of God, it's like uh, the ship pole. That when you go through a storm, you just hang on, and no matter how much it rocks, you just keep on hanging on, knowing that God is faithful and he will deliver to whom he's promised. Amen? So Hebrews 10.23, that's what I think of. Let us hold on tightly. 
unswervingly, another version says, to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. When God says something to you by his word, he's faithful. He's not sending out lies to just get you to believe and, and follow him, and then he's not going to fulfill his word. No, he's faithful. And we see him in the word over and over and over again. Every promise he made to his people came to pass. Now, did it always come to pass immediately? I don't know if I can think of any time <laughs> that it came to pass immediately. Sometimes quickly, but not instantaneously. Not that he can't heal immediately. There are instantaneous healings in the word. But we don't know the, or that they look like they're instantaneous, but we don't know how long that person was hanging on before that instantaneous miracle that we saw. You know? Let us hold tightly, for he is faithful to whom he's promised. When God speaks to you a promise by his word or by his spirit, you don't even have to pray about it from that moment. His answer is yes. His answer is so be it, that settles it. Yes. I am faithful to deliver this to you, if you're reading his word. I am faithful to deliver this to you, if he's speaking to you something prophetically about your future, about your family, or about your healing, or about your deliverance. I am faithful, and his answer for it is yes. Isaiah 55, 11, and this is why I just asked you, do you believe God's not a liar? It says, so my word, or you could say, so my promise that goes out of my mouth because this whole entire book is his promise to his people. It will not return unto me empty. It will accomplish what I desire. And it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What's God spoken to you about? What promises or ship pull have you been hanging on to while the ship has rocked back and forth? Well, it looked like it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. Because he says, my words, my promises will not return unto me empty. They will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. A lot of people give up before they receive the promise. A lot. It's very sad. And, and you know, God spoke words over this ministry, and, and I'm working on getting it written and making it plain on tablets for you guys. I have it in my head and in my heart. If someone wants to start digging, that's great. Um, but God's spoken words over this ministry so long, and I believe every single one of those words is coming to pass. Not just to me, but over the ministry since it began over 30-something years ago. And uh, sometimes, even recent times, sure didn't look like that was going to happen. But God's a God of faith. And what moves him is faith in his word. He says in James 1, doubt won't receive anything from the Lord. So if you're in doubt of what God, what God says, that word is not going to work for you. 
You have to be in faith and able to receive the promises. And so I held tightly to these words that the Lord spoke, but, you know, sometimes you need encouragement. And uh, I remember sitting there, and my dad was still here, and, and we had just moved into this building, and I turned around, and he really did say to me, and it's scriptural, it's literally scripture, that he's going to build the church upon its ruins, and really that's what it looked like. It looked like a few bricks were left. Your bricks, okay. A few bricks were left. And I turned around and I was like, Lord, when's this going to happen? I know you're, you're faithful. I know your promises are yes and amen, but Lord, sure doesn't look like it. When's this going to happen? Because it's by his spirit. He already told me he's not building a church uh, by men's schemes or men's plans. It's going to be by the power of his spirit. He's drawing new faces from new places. He's drawing people back home again. And he's going to build it upon its ruins. Lord, when is this going to happen? And he spoke to me and he said, in due season. And I just received it as, okay, okay, it's still going to happen. Okay, yes, he spoke to me. But all through that week, the Lord kept speaking to me that phrase, in due season, in due season. I'm like, okay, okay, he's telling me something about this. So I start studying it, and it means in your season. In your season. Well, the, the promise or uh, the baton had not yet been passed. The mantle had not yet been passed until, and you see it in the word, until my dad went to his new location in heaven. And in this season, God continues to fulfill, just like Moses and Joshua. God gave promises to Moses that the people would inhabit a promised land. Did God forsake his promise? No, he fulfilled his promise. But those who started doubting and in unbelief didn't get to be a partaker of those promises. Even Moses got into a little bit of unbelief and didn't get to inhabit the promised land. He had to pass the baton over to one of his successors. And I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying that the Lord does this. He will be faithful to finish the work, and if it's necessary, take it to the next generation, and he will make sure that it's good. So he's faithful. So he fulfills his promise, and sometimes, he, you know, it takes some time. Sometimes it takes time um, because we need to get on faith. Sometimes it takes time, um, you know, he's waiting for, waiting, for us to be, waiting for us to be ready. There's a lot of factors, but he will deliver. Amen. So what's the Lord promised you? What, what promise are you hanging on to? Because really, if you're believing God for anything, I encourage you to get two or three scriptures. The Bible says out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. So when you have two or three scriptures to stand upon or to profess the confession of your faith and not waver and just to speak and meditate on that's what you want to do so so like if you're you know been given a bad report about your health you know and they say you're gonna die within six months get some scripture for one promise would be with long life you will satisfy me and show me my salvation amen and, and there's a number of other scriptures regarding that he's going to promise, you know, 80 plus years. You know, whatever the word says is your promise, not what man says. Amen. 
Or maybe you're believing for a loved one to be saved or child to be saved. Well, your promise that you're standing upon is uh, raise up or train up your child in the way they should go so that when they're old, they will not depart. So if you made an effort to bring your child in, you know, the admonition of the Lord and, and, and hearing about the word and living a life for the Lord, then claim it. Even if it's as an adult. You came to the knowledge of Jesus as an adult, but now you're trying to uh, influence your family and encourage them in the Lord. Then claim that scripture because God's promises are yes and amen. Amen. Or maybe you are standing on a promise because it looks like, it looks like, but God's word is a final say, it looks like you're in lack. You don't have enough to pay your bills or you don't even have enough. Maybe you have um, desires of your heart and God says he'd give you the desires of your heart, but it looks like financially that's not going to happen. Well, number one, God will give you the desires of your heart. Number two, the word of God says give and it shall be given unto you. You're sowing seeds and you're holding on to that promise. Or Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So you're taking the scripture, whatever you're believing God for, which is the promise of God, or whether it's a a prophetic word, you're finding scripture and you're holding fast to that promise because God is faithful and he watches over his word to perform it. Amen? So what has the Lord spoken to you by his written word? What has he spoken to you, you know, through his, his prophets or through his people, by his spirit? Or maybe he spoke to you through a dream or a vision, and, and he's encouraging you and what he has for you. You know, just because something looks like it got disrupted or looks like it's not going to happen, just because maybe some months and maybe even some years, maybe even 30 plus years have gone by since he spoke that word, does it make it not good? No. His promises are yes and amen. Amen. In fact, he says his gifts and callings are without repentance. The reason he even said that is because sometimes we stumble around until we really lay hold of that promise. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Genesis 1. No, it's Genesis 15, I apologize. Genesis 15, starting with verse uh, 4. Abraham is talking to the Lord about the fact that he doesn't have a child to carry on the family name. And he's like, well, I guess my servant will be my heir. And uh, so he goes before the Lord, and he says this to the Lord, and the Lord corrects him. He said, so Genesis 15, verse 4, the Lord says to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own, who will be your heir. Then the Lord took him outside and said to him, look up into the sky, count the stars if you can, which you can't, if you can, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord and counted him as righteous, the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. God is moved by faith. When God spoke to him, even though we know the whole story, it took a while. 
It took 25 plus years. And at the time he was spoken to, he was like 75 plus years old. So this word took over 25 years to be fulfilled. But God counted Abraham as faithful because of his faith. Later on in uh, Hebrews 11, 11, Sarah counts God as faithful because she knew he would fulfill his promise. And we all know it happens. Somehow, <laughs> a 100-year-old man and a 90-plus-year-old woman delivers a baby. It's hard enough when you're like 20. She's like 90-something. And God's faithful. Because nothing's too big for God. Because all things are possible with God. To him who believes. That's the key. Count God faithful. Miracles are going to start happening because you're counting God faithful to deliver. Amen? Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 9. He says, don't grow tired in doing what is good. Well, that could be in holding on to the promises that God has spoken to you. Don't grow tired in doing what is good. For you will reap if you don't give up. If you don't faint. If you don't throw in the towel before you see the promises fulfilled. Now we know Abraham started doubting a little bit, started trying to help God out, and he created a whole mess. <laughs> but then he went back to, no, the Lord's faithful. <laughs> the Lord re-encouraged him. And I'm thankful that God's mercies are new every morning and that he does remind us of what his word said. Even a prophetic word, I don't know if you've ever received a word from the Lord that he seems to keep telling you for years and years, over and over, through all different kinds of vessels who have no idea who you are. I have a lot of those. But I know it's the Lord. And what he's trying to do is just re-encourage you during this time of waiting or this time of perfecting that which concerns you so that you're ready for that promise. He just keeps encouraging you. So be like Sarah. Be like Abraham. Let him count you as faithful for, for having faith in him and count him faithful for he will deliver whatever he said. He will watch over his word. He will make it good. You know? Like I said before, we, we see the woman with the issue of blood, and it says that she's seen every doctor for 12 plus years. Just because she's seen a doctor doesn't mean that she wasn't talking to the Lord about it. Doesn't mean that she wasn't in faith that God could and would heal her. So we're seeing an instantaneous healing, but really all along it could have been a 12-year journey of continuing to believe God and doing what she could do in the meantime. Because God does give doctors wisdom. Okay? But she gets instantaneously healed from our eyes. But she waited 12 years. So it wasn't instantaneous. Abraham waited 25 plus years. But we see the healing we see the fulfillment of the promise happen every single time God says something. And even though it looks absolutely ridiculous and impossible, he watches over it to perform it. And our job is just have faith in God. Hold fast to your profession of faith in God. 
for he is faithful. He'll deliver it. He says, don't grow tired. Don't get weary in continuing to serve me, continuing to have faith, continuing to hold on tight to this promise. For I am faithful. You will reap it. You're going to walk in it if you don't faint. Don't faint. Don't give it up. Whoever saw, and I mentioned this, I think it was last week I talked on persistence, right? And then Wednesday night, Pastor Nick talked on persistent prayer. God's trying to get us to lay hold of some promises, amen? Whoever saw someone win a race or win a marathon or finish even a marathon by throwing in the towel, by like, oh, I need water, I'm just going to give up, I'm just going to sit here. They didn't get to finish with the rest of the team. They didn't get to cross that finish line. They didn't get to watch the fulfillment of the promise of crossing that finish line. Paul said, I run with endurance the race that is marked out before me. I set my eyes on the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. In other words, set your eyes on the word or the promises of Jesus and keep running no matter what storm, no matter what doubt, no matter what thought comes your way. Keep running for you will reap if you don't give up. In this sense, persistence is still the key. Keep running. It doesn't matter if it's a slow run. Do you ever see that? <laughs> Chariots of fire. Slow motion. Even if that's you, you're still moving. You're still moving. <laughs> you're like a snail. Fine. It's a lifelong marathon, but hey, you're going to reach the finish line. But don't throw in the towel and give up. Because God will watch over his word to perform it. Amen? Keep on hanging on to his promises because he is faithful. I know I bring this up a lot because this is where my heart is. Luke 24, 49. Jesus says to his disciples, I'm sending you a promise. The promise of my father. But wait. Stay in the city. Till you have been clothed with power from on high. So they had to work through some things for a number of days. They had to keep having faith. Even though this seems like a, man, this seems like a church service like every other time we have church service. This seems like a Bible study like every other time we have Bible study. We're just worshiping like we've always worshiped. What's the difference? You know, they could have started talking like that, but No. They continued daily to come together to meet and come and worship in the temple and come together and pray and worship and, and soak in God's presence until they got so full. And they were waiting in expectation. Why? Because they had faith that God would fulfill and deliver his promise. Having faith in God is what receives that promise. Having faith that he's going to deliver is what lays hold of that promise. So if you believe that God says, you know, you're, you're grabbing hold of, of the word of God, he says, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed, then you need to find some scriptures where you see him healing people, where you see him setting free, where he says, um, I'm not a respecter of persons. And then just keep reminding him of what he spoke. 
Hold fast to your profession of faith and don't waver. So what if, you know, think about it. Let's turn to um, Acts 1.8. It says, you will, kind of continuing on with this promise, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And I started thinking about this and his promises and the fact that almost every single one of them you got to wait for. He's seen where our heart is at, <laughs> you know. And like Wednesday night, we talked about that, that little period of waiting is to purge us of some things that would be a hindrance and stand in the way of us walking fully in that promise. Sometimes that's the case. So I started thinking about this and his promise of the Spirit of God to his disciples. And they had to wait 10, 10 or so days on the Lord in faith and in expectation that they would receive this promise of the Father. Nobody had ever seen it before. So they were awaiting something that no one had ever experienced. But yet they believed him. They counted him as faithful. Abraham believed something that had never been done before either. Joshua had to believe him that the walls were going to tumble because of a march and a shout. God loves doing extraordinary things. <laughs> he loves building a church when it looks like it's just about to crumble. Because then it's all him. No one but God gets the glory. So I think about the disciples. What if they would have been like, well, we've been here nine days. We know day 10 is when it happens. We've been here nine days. I'm really tired. We've been fasting. We've been praying. We've been seeking the Lord. And it seems just like nothing's happening. Like it's like the first day we started. Let's just go get something to eat. <laughs> Let's just go take a nap under the tree. <laughs> But no, they knew he was faithful, that he would watch over his word. If he sent it out, he would make it good. So even though those thoughts, and I'm not saying you're, you've thrown in the towel just because a thought comes to you, because God says cast down all thoughts and all imaginations, anything that's contrary to the knowledge or the promise that he has given you, cast it down. For he's faithful. Hallelujah. So those thoughts might have come to them and they just didn't give it place. Get out of here, Satan. I resist you in the name of Jesus. Oh, I worship you, praise you. They just kept going. They didn't throw in the towel, but what if they had? Would they have received the promise? No. Did that mean that God wasn't faithful? No. It means that they didn't stay in faith because he said, don't waver like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro because that man won't receive anything from the Lord. Don't waver. Just stay steady. Hang on to that pole even if it's rocking, the ship's rocking, it looks like it's, you're all going to die. Stay holding on in faith to his promise, to his word. So they did that. And we see the promise of the Father come. And we see the effects of it upon the world. We see what happens to Joshua at the Battle of Jericho. 
We see what happens when Moses um, goes to deliver God's people. It sounds crazy that God would ask a man and to go talk to Pharaoh, a man that stutters at that. All he needs is someone to believe him when he speaks and act upon it and keep on being faithful. God got mad at Moses because, you know, he wanted help with his speech. And God's like, that's like the least of my problems here. All I need is an obedient heart. Don't you think I created the heavens and the earth that I can clear up some speech? So God appeased him after him, you know, begging. But So God has to work with him perfect vessels, but he needs our heart to be steadfast towards him and have absolute assurance and, and expectation that his promise is coming to pass. I don't care if it's right now or if it's tomorrow or a year from now. I mean, I do care, but I know that it will be good. It is going to happen. The day is going to come where you can shout victory. Amen? Because he's so faithful. Habakkuk 2.3. This is so good. This is for any promises that the Lord's spoken to you, that you're standing upon, or upon the church. Habakkuk 2.3. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, this is so good, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God is not going to wait one single moment longer than he has to wait till everything is aligned, till every puzzle is in its place for him to build the church. If he would have done it a year ago, we didn't have any assistant. We didn't have the, all the children's covered. We didn't have the youth covered. Because God wants to expand the tent poles. He wants us to, to broaden our horizons. And he wants to usher in his glory, which is going to usher in people that are hungry, hurting, dying, lost. you know. And we weren't ready for it. But God is building the church. God is putting all the pieces together. Amen? But listen... This was a vision given over 30 years ago. And he says, and, and whatever promise, it might have been last month or a year ago, whatever you started believing that God would do it for you, whatever promise he has given you, he says, still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end and it will not lie. If it seems slow, just wait. It's coming. Surely it will come and it will not delay. It's coming. God will make sure his word is good. He does not lie. Amen? In almost every instance, there's a waiting period. A woman gets pregnant. She has to wait how long? Nine months, about. Give or take a few days. Harvest, you plant a seed, takes a few months before you're going to see anything sprout forth. That's what we're doing on, during uh, 
morning glory, we're, we're watering seeds. We're watering seeds. And they're springing forth. Amen? So it is with the promises of God. It all has an incubation period. <laughs> it all has a waiting period. And he says in that Habakkuk 2.3 that if it's slow to come, just keep waiting. It will come in its perfect timing. You will reap if you don't give up. So it's with the promises of God, there's a waiting period. You know, I thought of the, I accidentally wrote this down, but I thought of the, um, that phrase that's very common, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> but I accidentally wrote, God things come to those who wait. And it's true. I was like, that's a good one, Lord. And they're worth the wait. Because then you can get excited and you can testify of God's faithfulness and his goodness to watch over his word, to perform it. Amen? Don't give up on God's promises. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Um, I can have the worship team come on back up. And Are you guys encouraged today? Who believes that God's faithful? Amen. Hallelujah. I'd like to invite our fellow ministers did we not? Oh, okay, we'll do them at the end. Um, fellow ministers.